of Mr. Nice Guy and Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I'm very fortunate to have Milwaukee's biggest music <laughs> fanatic, Mr. Christopher Novak, uh, joining me today. Uh, if, you, if, you, um, if you know one guy that's at pretty much any local show supporting the band Front Row, Chris Novak is usually that person. Thanks. You're welcome, and uh, I'm very fortunate to um, have uh, become friends with you, um, and I'm excited to hear a little bit about, just get to know you better, yeah. and uh, hear, a little, hear a little bit about, you know, why you just are you. So Chris, welcome to the show. Ah, thank you so much. I was going to say you're the one up front row, but thank you too. I actually, I sit in the back a lot. Um, I, I mean, it depends on... I'm a fa. Yeah, it depends on the venue. It's a bit, yeah, yeah, I would agree highly too with that. Mm. Especially the way the sound set up. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, like sometimes I, um, sometimes I, like, I get like claustrophobic and I just like mm -hmm. want my own space. Understandably so. Like, Especially like at company brewing, I like mm -hmm. to sit in like the far back like corner sometimes and just like enjoy my drink. But other times, like if it's especially if it's someone like I really love, like really support a lot, like I'm friends with them, I'm fucking up in that shit. I'm like right up front, like up to their nose. Yeah, it's just like gotta be on the stage with you now. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, so Chris, to start, uh, what'd you do today? What did I do today? Um, I counted down the hours till this interview. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I um, ran off today and I did some um, just errands around the house, but really this was the main focus. Oh, good. I was just gearing up to go to a lovely bath. Fuck yeah! <laughs> well, we're uh, well. Uh, I'm in good company. Yes, agreed. Especially no. with the incredible job you've been doing. And the people he's getting, I mean, just you. every time, I'm like, what? Yeah, wow! <laughs> I appreciate it. I, you know, just try to stay busy. I mean, mm -hmm. I figured this summer, like, while I'm, I have, like, a lot of downtime when I'm not working, fit mm -hmm. episodes in. So, right. started yeah. reaching out to a lot of people. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this summer's been very lucrative and productive. Uh, lucrative in terms of content, definitely. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not money, not actual money. <laughs> no, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, no, this was like a, a big focal point of my day, too. I was, ex I was just excited to hang out. It's um, been a little stressful because I got in a little car accident the other day. Uh, with my, yeah, I, it, I, I'm okay. okay. I, I wasn't hurt or anything, but... My it like it was my roommate's car and like we've been trying to deal with all this insurance shit. I yeah, took it to the so shop so. today. Yeah. Do you have a car? Uh no, not the slightest. So, the, this shit doesn't make you want a car. Out. Okay, that's kind of the thing about I've been doing well at the moment. Right. It. The boss system's great. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. convenient. Yeah. So Chris, yes. um, what we talk about, Mister Nice Guy, we talk love and fear. Mm -hmm. Um, as you, uh, so kindly uh you know have tuned into episodes and i appreciate the feedback um i like to i like to talk to people not only like that make music and like make you know art, art yeah in general whatever it is but mm -hmm. i also just love to exchange sort of um uh perspective on like what art means to us mm -hmm. and like why we love it so much why we connect with it just you know why it brings us so much joy um, so, 
Um, so like uh, you, we've talked music a number of times. <laughs> um, you have a very uh, eclectic taste. It's true. <laughs> you listen to a lot of stuff. Um, what was like? Uh, so I guess like um, what did like how big what like was music like a part of your life growing up? Oh, that's actually interesting. Uh, contrary to most people's beliefs, I wasn't coming out of the room with headphones on. Most of my entire life, really, I um, I like just didn't listen to music in the slightest, actually, mm-hmm. until it became, um, I think I was 15, sophomore year, or something like that in high school, and I had gone on a road trip to Denver, where my at the time my oldest lived, but now both my oldest little brothers live there. So the middle one, uh, my middle brother Dale was very deliberate of like, no, you need to listen to music this entire trip because it's like an 18 hour drive straight. So we did it. And then there was artists I, like, like, I listened to and I'm like, oh, I like that music. But I didn't go ever out of my way to listen to music for some reason. I, um, like, cause just, uh, whatever I'm obsessed with at the time through my Asperger's or whatever, it's like, it's all things that like we shouldn't be into, like, yeah. like history, that was my first love, and then it, and then Universal Monster movies, and then just mm-hmm. cinema as a whole, and then it became theater, and mm-hmm. then it was like, a, just, that's pretty much why I became more social and stuff like that, because like, it's just theater in general, so I'm like, maybe branch out extremely, even though like, being an Aspie, we shouldn't just like, we shouldn't be around people in crowds, with like, general thumb, we don't like it in every case like that. Now I still have a bunch of the side effects and so forth, but I just, there's like, it's like the double, <laughs> devil effect where I like as a personality wise love to be around people and just treat everyone and enjoy us and social surroundings but the the trappings of Asperger's just like yeah. can never feel fully safe and kind of shaky yeah. but I do it to scare myself for it to make the chance because I know where like what I can do enough to be safe and so forth but it's like kind of throwing myself in the deep and see if I'm comfortable and can stay afloat in yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Um, but then for music wise, I, I liked Mamba Rican and Edward Sharp and just Bob Dylan especially when I was oh, younger. Oh hell yeah, yeah. But uh, when I full, it would have to be like just out of high school is when I actually deliberately went on my way to see all the shows imaginable and dive in deep and make off for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, I remember, uh, yeah. And I think I did a funny, uh, there was a, huh, I, don't know, I guess locally? My love for local music came because I was the the, the band Bully yeah. was doing a two a two band build with Whips in town and they played at a Cactus Club I believe it was and it was a weekday it was a very weird setup but um, I just was going for Bully and I remember my my friend Ashley who was like a sister to me I was just like. She's like, you're, you're going to buy it, Love Lips. Yeah. Buy this record already. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see it first. But instantly, I'd say I went to Rushmore and got like three or two. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, I need to buy it for someone else too now. But yeah. I already knew the lips at the time. And like, that was a part of it. Uh, when I started to get into it, I highly focused on uh, Whips, No No, Tiger Net, Full Fiction at the time. Shout out all of them. <laughs> I just gonna say name drop them all. Yeah, I don't please know. do I, I love tagging everybody. Like we talk about. Yeah, it's fun. Well, well the first time I saw one of my all-time favorite. Well, now until I know how to time fan was Lady Lamb, who is oh, top yeah. four for me probably of all time. You I, met Lady Lamb, didn't you? Um, yes. Our, our history together. We actually have like a history for some reason. It becomes though. Um, so I saw her. I just discovered her music on like a Monday, and she's playing the Thursday in town out of nowhere. It was just like. Time was very meant to be that way, and I went to go see her, and I wasn't too familiar with all her work and stuff like that. I just like knew I had to see her right away, cross it off my list. Yeah, and it was one of the most magical shows I've ever seen. And she just captivates the room. And it was at Turner, and um, 
Solo was the opener, and that's even before I first saw them. Oh, wow. That was technically the first time I saw them, and I didn't know the dudes at the time, and I just knew all of them as being good folks. Yeah. And it was just an insanely crazy good show, and um, so I was front row, of course. And once the show ended, this was the first time I had a one-on-one -on -one with like a more famous man that was not a local, and then there's countless, countless stories of that. But um, right, yeah. I remember she played. It was, she was touring with her full band, and she played. And Turner is very, I love Turner to that, but much like Backroom, and uh, they're, when the show's done, the show's done. They don't like the people to take her on. And it's, it's true, I get it, you know. So the, there was a woman on the microphone, and she literally spoke on the speaker, and she goes, if you're not buying merch, get the fuck out. Cool. Well, yeah. Sorry, I'm a concern, but, um, so everyone, of course, gets in line for merch, and then I'm like, there's there all these people looking around me, just like, gave me the stink eye, and I'm very, like, shell-shocked and nervous about the whole matter and like I was before I was very all, at all the shows so I just didn't know protocol and I go there do the cliche get the album get this autograph photo yeah. and then I go rather than just gushing about her music and the show I just saw which is I should I could have easily I just asked her I was like hey is it a true your love or cinema which is just a nerdy way to say it the movies because I read somewhere in that little three days of knowing her music because I've had to dive in deep about everything she's a big movie nerd so then we literally like the school girl term, you know, oh, to Kathy's, and we just nerded about like trying to top with the most obscure movie references and stuff like that. And it didn't become about music at all, it just became about a general passion of us that like we didn't know each other had. Yeah. And then someone was trying to kick me out, and then uh, Allie is her name, and she goes, No, he's gonna stay with me because we want to discuss film, and I'm the headliner, of this. it was my show. And if I want to just stay here with me, discuss music, we'll have to go talk, well, whatever we want to talk about. So I stayed for 30 minutes after Turner closed and just wow. nerded about movies with the singer that I just saw, like their childhood friends. Wow. And then I guess how that ended up going is uh, she went up to her tallest man after Earth, tallest man on Earth, destroyed it, got really big after that, and then she did these solo house acoustic shows, and it was like two years since I last saw her, and you know. She's not gonna remember some face in the crowd that she right. met like once. Yeah. All right. So, um, but the kicker was is we met uh, at I was at Here Here Studios where the show ended up being to rooms of only like 40, 30 people max. Originally, she only just wanted her, and it was very hard year of my life. I think it was two thousand sixteen, which is definitely it probably was that was the worst year of my life. But uh, there was so much good in that year, and I remember she came up with this very very heartbreaking album. At the time, it was Tender Warrior, I believe. And just, the room was not a dry eye in it, but the, I was very nervous because I was like, she's not going to remember me. But Lily, I, I, was, I was one of the last people to go and hang out with her and talk to her, and it was a very collective and beautiful, engaging experience. Yeah. And when I went to go try to remind her, like, I kind of, like, memorized a little thing to try to, before I could say a word out of my mouth, she remembered everything, my name, the situation, my favorite movie, and it was, like, a couple of years since, like, wow. two years, so forth. Oh and just God. a face in the crowd, and... It was like we've known each other our entire life again. So then when she just played in back room a couple months uh, earlier this year, she came yeah. out and once again right away she's like Chris, like we punched oh, you punch yeah. in. It's awesome. like you get the merch with it. Like I'm gonna write you this like, note. This yeah. Note. Just the, the I don't know, she means the best, but it's like I would say her um, Margaret Galsby is definitely oh, another yeah. situation. Um, there's a group called Echo Friendly from New York that never tours. But their first album is one of the single best albums you could ever hope to listen to. I need to buy it for you. Yeah, um, love to hear it. And then my all-time favorite, Win the Wave, who I've seen probably over 200 times now. Huh. And they are not only some of the best human beings I know, but lyrical-wise, they hit me so close all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it's like they're very... 
uh, uh, distinctly them mm-hmm. and something their life, like a name or like oh, this part. But then I just feed it in with things that I relate to in that situation. And I mean, they are literally the greatest, such a perfect band. They're not meant for everyone, I know that. Uh, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but for me to be with them since the beginning of their journey and how they're continuously growing and just adapting and just the struggles and the triumphs and every, the qualms and it just they lead and they also two of the members are like the best of friends and it's the yeah. cutest thing in the world oh great hang with them love it sorry but I don't think I went out of weird tension oh no that's, <laughs> yeah, that's how I got into that's awesome no that, not a not, not a word too much that was that's amazing um, that's actually funny you say that because I didn't really start like seriously listening to music till mm-hmm. I was like 11 or so. Yeah. And I only started because my sister was like, you need to start listening yeah. to music. Like, <laughs> were, like this is a happy album. Right, right. Like before that, like all I cared about was video games. Mm-hmm. I was very antisocial. I didn't really care too much about like... We're following the same journey. <laughs> right, yeah. Literally, no, it's actually so... Yeah, it's funny. Because I... Yeah, but once I like got into it, I think the first... Yeah, the first band like I started with that like, she put me on was Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Um, still like t- one of the biggest bands in my heart to this day. That became I started getting into like you know Nirvana and the Who and Linkin Park and um, into high school I started listening to like the Fleet Foxes. Okay, yeah, 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 that's a good era for that. that. That was like my first indie band was Fleet Foxes. Uh, was I fir- finally got to see them last year at Pitchfork. How was it? I mean, it was... I, was, I, was, I, was, I was, Oh my god. I had two chances to see them. I did take it. I should I know I should have. Oh my god, it was so <laughs> I, I felt so like... It, it was it was remarkable. Like mm-hmm. very, very emotional. Yes. Yeah. Um... And then, like, as I got more, like, I started getting into, like, a lot of 80s music. Like, I got mm-hmm. really into, like, U2 and The Police and nice. Fleetwood Mac and Dire Straits, like, that kind of stuff for a while. But then, like, so, like, I, I was, like, getting into music, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, in high school, like, I started, but, like, I would, I would, like, get very, like, attached to certain songs. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the cert, like, there would be, like... A set like couple not couple songs that I would just listen to over and over, but not the rest of the collection. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I've had them too. Yeah, like I like, and I still do that sometimes. Where I'll just like obsessively listen like one song. I was like, I got them here at all. Right, eventually. Right. Yeah. So that that leads me to like when I got into college, I became more of an album guy. Okay. And that was when I'm like, okay, I like. I love, like, you know, pouring into Spotify, like, researching, like, all these mm-hmm. artists, yeah. like, you know, the, the related artists in the, in the pages. That's how you connect with yeah, them, right. Spider-Web effect. Yeah, exactly. And I do too, yeah. Yeah, and I, that's how I really started, like, like, and I, I had, like, close friends that were also really into music too, so they would share stuff with me, and, like, so I was building, like, all these playlists and... Mm-hmm this huge list of shit that I have to listen to. I literally spend all day in my room just, like, <laughs> looking up music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, sophomore year of college, when I was, like, 19, was, mm-hmm. like, when I... That was, like, when I really first started, like, listening to, like, albums. Like, the full, like, expression of, like, the artist and, like, you know, what they wanted to do yes. with this... With this... The story they wanted to tell. Yeah, with this yeah. material... Mm-hmm. Like where they were at in their careers and stuff, and then feel like that about like how they are in their lives through their yeah. work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then I started buying records. 
uh, spend too much money on them. I would just like, because I went to UWM, mm-hmm. so like I was just going to an exclusive company. Yep. Like, so I, I went to so much, and now I, I have like close to 200 that are in my room right there. Yep. I can show you after this. Sure. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I really started finding myself connecting to like a lot of like the like really what's like I mean if I if I love a song I love a song if I love an album as a whole like the album artwork look artwork looks mm-hmm. cool or I like the guy's voice or I like the instrumentation like all those are components that make the music really enjoyable but what I really started yearning for is like the person or the 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 individuals behind the art and like yes. that allow which in turn allows you to like connect with it even on a deeper level than you thought before. Um, and that's why, that's why, like, I love local shows so much. Because, so you get to know Right, yeah, right. Yeah, because, yeah, like, yeah. because you can just, you know, approach somebody and be like, hey, that was a really cool show. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, what's your name? Like, how long have you been doing this? Like, you know, like, what's your story? Essentially. And that's, it's so easy to do that out here. Like, yeah, it, it's very, they're very easy to yeah. do it, no matter what band it is. Yeah. 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 Like, I'll, um, you know, I remember like, uh, in like March mm-hmm. was, I saw Kaylee Conway and afterward, like, you know, cause I started writing for breaking entering mm-hmm. this year and uh, I would go up to artists and talk to them about the show, basically talk to them, everything we were just talking yeah. about, like, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, like what do you got going on right now? And Kaylee Conway was my longest break in entering interview. I talked to her for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was super, super long yeah, video. Yeah, she's the best. But she's amazing. Yeah, shout yeah. out Kaylee Conway. She is like so sweet, so down to earth, very like, oh, very, yeah, open. Her music's very like um, eclectic and idiosyncratic, mm-hmm. like very, um, no, she, she blends a lot of different elements into her music and when you actually talk to her like you see like how she has such a broad scope of like what she wants to do with her music like yeah. the story she wants to tell and like and that's just an example of like really getting to know the artist um and like and now like I am friends with a number of like really really amazing like musicians out here like Lex yeah Schlee Zed like all of them are they're like their music and shows are so much fun, but they're also just fucking awesome people. Say, like, I agree that highly about that, but then I, so it's another weird one too. So it's like if you're like necessarily the person behind it, it's not the greatest. But if you like the music still, that always becomes a stickier one for me because I don't know fully about it. But um, I don't know, same time, I just if I'm gonna like the song, I'm gonna like the song. Yeah. But very degree behind what right. is behind it, I would say. But um, yeah, uh, I, just. Yeah. Localized. I mean, just some of the, the people. Is, sometimes I fall in love with a person before the music even too, and then I'm like, oh, I haven't ever seen a show, but like you were definitely one of my person. So then, it's almost like a fresh start into it. I would say, or like um, even just knowing on what's going on in their lives, and just like you'll hear the same song and it'll be maybe the same set, but just they'll play it in a different way because you can feel the weight how it's weighing on them differently, whether it be in a good mood or like they're not in a good place, and just the words can express you indifferently. No, no, and full picture are definitely some of those. Because there's a lot of songs where I will be in my life, 
and I'll listen to it or see them perform it, and it will hit me differently. Mm -hmm. Like where they'd be like, oh, this is like an anthem, this is a cheer up anthem, or like, oh, this is like a, it's really good to the bones of me. And I don't know if that's their intention, but there's those who definitely have like songs where they can switch it. It feels it's a happy anthem song. Yeah, like right. And uh, they have to be, but there's so many bands like like that for me. Uh, but uh, even like my favorite note, uh, Wind the Wave, sorry. Uh, they, like I said, knowing them personally by heart and just, they check in with me every year. They live in, they're from Texas. And uh, they just, wow. they will send me messages and they will mail each other some stuff. Uh, they gave me like one of the coolest birthday gifts in my life ever. So that was really cool. Uh, what they give you? Oh, um, so I, it was the year I first time, um, I did my birthday concert put together. Oh, cool. And the following weekend, they were uh, playing in Madison at the first place I've ever seen them play, which was The Frequency. Many, many years ago, they opened up for like Saints Motel, I think it was. Sure, and, uh, yeah. Sadly, Frequency's not around anymore. But I remember at the end of that show, I had no contact with them. I, they're not a known band. I just discovered them, I think, through my best friend, and uh, he made me play their song, and it's like, oh, you just like your thing. And of course, I fell in love with one, just did everything I could. And then after the show, though, or after their set, I ended up talking to Patricia, Patty, and Dwight, the two main members, for a little. Like, it was uh, like I think it was over three hours after the oh, set. Oh wow! And it was just like we knew, like they're just so open and so dedicated about everything. It was like I didn't, I never had this space, and it's just we just got along together like very fast. And the next time I had the uh, pleasure of seeing them was at Summerfest. They were at like an up and coming stage, and I remember we met. Had a brief like little talk after their center and had to go on the band, go next states away, and just we just dived in deep and um actually like rather like Wisconsin under the street team, so we like hear some other tour and like bump up but I co-run it um, with yeah. another good friend of mine who does the Madison side, um and just it's they're so magical. So on their first headlining tour, uh, I remember I, I saw like force different states of where they played went to all of them wow. they met my siblings and they're just the sweetest thing and uh, I ended up meeting a lot of the members who have the, uh, the, the the street teams as well and just like everyone who's a fan of them are just, are just so collective and like, so we kind of, we just bring each other in and we, oh, yeah. there's not a birthday that doesn't go by like we have a girl in a Facebook group or whatever and it's like every birthday we should go shout out and everyone just praises everyone and talks about how much they're alive oh, that's amazing. and like it just becomes this whole like streamed network of like just fans that through their music that we all connect on just and that we'll be talk about like the hardest of times and everything and just we really always want to check in on each other and it's like to have that respect with my favorite band it's like like it's I see no difference even though they're not really well known if it's like oh Florence Welch and uh, Florence Machines is my favorite band I have that same relationship it is the same to me because the way that it is like my battle end all and just every lyric is almost like a personal matcha through them which also are my beliefs too uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's really incredible. Like I'm, that, that is like, that gives me chills to even think about like being able to like have such a personal relationship with your favorite group. That's so mm -hmm. incredible. Like for me, like that would be like, so my closest is Animal Collective. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite group if I was going to have to pick. And like, I mean, I've met three of the four members. I've met Avery Tear, Panda Bear, and Deacon, but I haven't met Geologist before, but um, I've seen them as a full band. Well, I've seen them as Animal Collective three mm -hmm. times, and I've seen Avery Tear by himself once. Oh. I, like, I met um, Avery Tear and Deacon uh, this past April when I saw Avery mm -hmm. in St. Paul, and 
Like, I know they're big David Lynch fans. Same here. I'm obsessed. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. And like, I'm a huge David Lynch fan too. Uh, what's your favorite David Lynch movie? See, I'm. I, so, general thumb, I feel like when someone asks you that, uh, if they if they want to be like a you know traditional, they'll they'll go with the Eraserhead. Right. Or the two common ones are usually people say Mulholland Drive because that's like the, probably the most famous, like yeah. just as a whole. Or they'll say Blue Velvet. No, I'm I love all of his work, but even with the lesser airs, but. Um, uh, Straight Stories is actually the weirdest movie. Straight Stories is my favorite. It's not my favorite, but it, I love it because it's so. It's such a. The name is basic. The, the, the story is just really sweet. It's a Disney made movie by David Lynch, and it's actually his weirdest movie because it's so not his style. Yeah. But it is a very good movie. But my personal one, I go with Lost Highway. I am a oh, yeah. big on Lost Highway. Lost and I just, Highway. So that's my favorite to dissect out of all the dissecting movies of his, is Lost Highway. I just could focus on that one so well, and it's in between the two sure, yeah. ones that people call for. I, uh, yeah. Definitely Lynch. And just anything he does, he touches. It's like oh, this. I, I have a. Show you sometime. I have like his um, he did this photography book and he made a music album to go with it. And you get the CD in the back, and it's just all his photography work. Oh, wow! It's like it's one of the coolest things that my oldest gave it to me. And he's just like, I know who this David Lynch guy is, and I'm just like, Whoa! Yeah, and then, like, he's like, Yeah, you can have it. And then I'm just like, It's, it's so great, it's so expensive. I never thought I'd own it. I probably just happen to have it in this like collection of artwork. Wait, that's amazing! Wow, yeah, it's I just, want to see that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really good. Holy yeah. Shit. yeah, I'd say like I forget about the straight story, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I'd say my favorite. Is wild at heart. Well, that, there you go. That was yeah. like another. Good I just love Willem Dafoe in that movie. How <laughs> creepy he is, and Wizard of Oz. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, Mulholland Drive is great. Um, I need to watch. So, so okay. um, yeah. I need to watch his movies again. But anyway, so like, I know they're big David Lynch fans, and I asked after I saw it because Deacon was touring with, like, he was playing like guitar and, mm-hmm. and like keyboards for uh, for AV, and. I like got to, I stuck around after the show, got to talk to them and like got autographs and everything. And like I asked AB like what his favorite David Lynch movie was and he said, Oh, that's a tough one, but I'd have to say Inland Empire. Ooh. Which is like yeah. an, which is one of the most confusing David Lynch movies. I would definitely say so. Yeah, and it's like three hours long and I'm like and he told me he actually told me to like check out some of Lynch's like Early work that he did with like short movies. Yes, that's what helped with that one. Yeah, I think it didn't it start off as like a short. Yeah, movie yeah. And they just compile it. Yeah, yeah. He was like doing like that short film work, so like that was so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy thing is, is like I know so much about like the band and like their story and like mm-hmm. individual like Aspects. like yeah details about like all of their lives and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I know them so well, even though, like, I'm just some fan. Yeah. Which is such a weird thing to think about. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I know you so well, but you have no idea who I am. One day, I hope that will change. Change. Right? But, like, I think it's just so, it's so incredible how someone's art can, like, be so transformative and how you, like, you know perceive a person and mm-hmm. what they do, but then like you get to meet them and talk to them and just there's another person, you know? True. Yeah. Like that kind of I always feel like that weirdness is like like it's like, oh this star, the right. celebrities it's like and they're, they're like, just a person right, literally, the same day. Yeah. And it's like the ones that I have met that have that breakdown of it, like um 
this to somebody, but uh, that makes it matter. That makes me like them more because mm-hmm. I know that, or that, or like they'll omit like the faults of their selves. Yeah. Like uh, when I saw Regina's uh, Spectre and Florence Machine. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, two different shows. Uh, <laughs> that'll be a good double bill. Like when they would describe their songs, and some people don't like when a band full like this is the story behind this song. Yeah. But I, some people do, and it, it for me it just depends. I, and um. So, for, so some of Florence's one, she was like very open up, just like so a lot of times yeah. it's just very bad things, or she had so much alcohol, or like she had breakups or whatever, and then like it was just so open to it, and then you would hear the anthem behind it right after it, and that kind of made you realize more through the lyrics necessarily, or uh, if there, but then there's bands who like just tell a story through the album, it's not necessarily them, but it's someone else's story or, or a collection of the faces they've seen through their years, like. Um, not the new Lumineers album, but the one before that was very dis- derived from just not necessarily their experiences. But which which album? Uh, the one with sorry, I'm thinking Gloria. That's the new one. But um, uh, um the one with Ophelia. Oh, okay. Ophelia? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that one. It was interesting because it's like that story arc is actually someone they met one time in tour in some oh, country. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Of the woman, and then they just thought that was such a powerful story that they based all the songs around that. Right. And then they filled it in with other. Experiences on the road of other people starting mm-hmm. something that, that's how they made that up. Sure, if I recall right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, it's and it's like you have to curb yourself. Like, this is something you learn when you go to like a lot of shows, mm-hmm. like you and I do. You have yeah. to like you have to curb like fanboying and stuff like that. Because yes. like, the, like sure, yeah, people don't. It, yeah, right. I, it's it's so hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like. My, I think like one of my, definitely one of my favorite Milwaukee bands is Snag. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I'm not even really that big into like, I mean, I, I like hardcore music. Yeah, but, I'm really not that big into it, but sometimes. Right, right. But like, I'm not even like, uh, I don't listen to it that much like on my own, but I just have so much, I just love Snag shows. Like there's so much the fun. Yeah. Um, and like, I like, but then like, um. When you like just get to know the guys, like you know, behind the music, they're like the sweetest, friendliest yeah. <laughs> dudes. They just care about the environment a lot. They are, you know, everyone. Not only the band, but a lot of the people that go to the shows are all kind of like we're all sort of socially awkward, and like, <laughs> yeah. which is something that like is a beautiful thing. Is like just, everyone's just comfortable yes. in the moment. Okay. It was like it's like you guys are uncomfortable, but you're just comfortable by because you all are in the same vibe. Right, right, right. Like yeah. a group mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Feeling and, of safety. And that yeah, and that's like the most pure vibe you mm-hmm. can have. You yeah. know, is everyone just being there together, present, and like you know, like no one's no one is like um, you know sticking out or anything like that by. You know, being different, like everyone is just experiencing this beautiful moment together. That's why, like, you know, this show is like what it is. Like, is you know, hearing like like the story behind like a creative, or an artist, or just a person that like you know, um, everything that like you know that they've been through, everything that like you know, that moment, right, that, 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 that has made them who they are today. Now. Uh, since go to shows funny as well. I, this question always comes to me always, and I, uh, when you go to see a show, when a band takes a song, whether it be their hit or like a song you like, and changes it differently, or performs it differently, or maybe takes just the lyrics, how do you feel about that? Or it doesn't sound exactly how it is in the record because they don't have all the equipment and sure. sound effects for it. That's actually that's a good question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that like 
Yeah, that's interesting. I think, I think that it can be sort of like a take it or leave it thing. Like it does depend on the artist. It depends mm-hmm. on like actually Animal Collective does that a lot, where they'll take a lot of their old songs and like rehash them into like their new material and yeah, stuff like that. That's what I was <laughs> and, right, and they'll have like different samples, different mm-hmm. transitions, different uh, instrumentative qualities, um, and it'll be completely different. Um, other, you know, there's plenty of other artists that do that too. Like yeah. I mean, take. Uh, Take an artist like Beck, for example. Yeah, you know, Beck was example. '90s. Beck is, you know, probably does did had nothing near the, like the amount of like stage production yes. that Beck has now. Exactly. And I saw Beck at Riot Fest last year, and he had all these backup dancers and singers, and like all and the these cr- crazy lights with that went with it, his colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he has all these like lavish outfits, <laughs> and like he's on this big stage. Pizzazz. Right, yeah. right, but. You know, who know? like, you know, Beck was, you know, at one point, like, when Beck was, like, first getting a start, he was dirt poor. Yeah. He was, like, living, like, in a shed. And his, you know, he probably was going to open mics that are similar to the ones we yeah, had out here. You know, it's like, and he was probably playing some of those old songs. Yeah. You know, the sure. songs off Odelay that he still plays today, he was probably playing those songs, too. So, it's, I think it's, like, it's it's cool. I think it's cool how people, how artists can play like different their songs in completely different ways. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends a lot on like what the artist wants to do at that point. Like, do they want to experiment a little bit? Do they want to? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Yeah. What uh, um. I, I like. I mean, there are times like that's just like you know, I was there for that song. Like, so, yeah. And it's just like I, my my first experience where I didn't necessarily enjoy it was uh it was early Edward Chair was playing and I was like of course oh, yeah. home was everywhere so right, I was like yeah. I had to play that and I was like I get why they do it and they do it still um so they gave home is when I'm alone with you or whatever the song is title but or the course but they would have home is and they would give the uh, mic to audience member and have what means what has to that individual what home is to that and that like idea is so engaging and gripping and choosing right but sometimes when the person can't get the feet you know you're left with a very iffy end of that sentence yeah. and then they got to sing that end of the sentence yeah. and then it's just like that kind of cuts a weird vibe but yes at that show uh Alexander was not in the best of states too, too oh, like sure. that. Yeah. But, but um, I've seen them since, and they've definitely slayed every time. Right. I just that was my first kind of like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. But um, I just generally like so like even if I might not enjoy the, the difference, uh, I do appreciate what the reasoning mm-hmm. behind it and the, like the way they go about it. Yeah. And, but uh, mostly I like it. I also am a big. I mean, it sucks. They did it like um. You both hope when you play live, yeah, like. Everything's niche tight, but uh, to me, I just you know if the string breaks or if the sound might go out or the amp or something like that, right, or, like, yeah. or if you're in a play and you're lot, you follow up, you know, I'm just like that is why you go still to a show. In my opinion, it's just like I want to see. I don't necessarily need a record-sounding pristine copy like the best it could be. I just want to be there for the experience of it all, whether it be good or bad or just like a hiccup or so forth. It just makes that. Engaging, or and especially the that exact show, what that is, and right. more just it's an imperfect experience. Yes, yeah, totally. imperfect is the perfect. Yeah, 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 totally. And like, 
Um, how do you feel like knowing, yeah, so this is another thing yeah. that you were kind of touching on earlier. How do you feel like knowing an artist personally changes the way, like, how you perceive their music or their show? Um, well, a lot, uh, so much, so, um, a lot of times for me, knowing them, so it's a difference that if, like, I knew them beforehand, and then music, or the music, and that's how I know them, then know yeah, afterwards. Right, yeah. Because sometimes, it, with the music first, I have like my idea of it, or like what I put into it, uh, what they put into the yeah. songs. And, um, but then realizing that might have been it, not it, and flip it on the head, like that is different because it's like necessarily what I put into, like what I, my thoughts and feelings, attachment to those words are necessarily not true, though, not, not false. But it's maybe not what they actually were about it. Yeah. But they understand that it's like how you take it and perceive it, and it becomes. There a lot of times artists are so open about the work that it just becomes not theirs almost anymore. It's like I'd say the cat race is very good with that. Yeah. She, I mean, she's just also just shout out cat. A no, no. Warrior woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's just so tournament for oh like my, God, yeah. what I aspire to be in my life. Right. <laughs> they are just extremely talented human beings. Very powerful intervals and never break from their morals. Just are most anti-ego people I've ever seen. Uh, they just truly, which just is amazing. Because I mean, it's impressive compared yeah. to how um, just perfections they are. Uh, yeah. true, it just makes it unique. Or even there's like times where I necessarily was group I was not the biggest fan of or fondest. But just, if I met them or just know them, um, it's it, I do appreciate it more. It's just yeah, I agree. You do understand where they're coming from a lot of times. I Definitely better as well. Um, just and it becomes almost like a therapy thing, therapeutic for them a lot of times too. Whether it be a happy song or a sad song or just a make around or whatever, an anthem, it's the voice that they want to get out in together, especially with a large band one. It's a lot of intakes to form one single lead voice, and that yeah. I find is more magical. Than yeah, I agree. That's actually, yeah, that's interesting. Like, it's different because, like, I mean, I've, I've like a lot of my close friends like have been musicians and so I've been, you know, I've just, you know, been, I've just loved who they are as people from the get go, yeah. you know, like, you know, they're, so we're friends first and then like me admiring their music yeah. is sort of like, you know, it, it comes like almost like an unspoken allegiance I have where like mm -hmm. I'm supporting you and whether or not I particularly like your music, like for That's what, what it is, touch on. Yeah, right. Like I still like it because it's what you're making, and I care and support yeah. you and love you. Um, and it is it is different. Like when, like yeah, like I'll have like close friends like making music, and it's like I already have my idea of them and like who they are yeah. before I listen to this. But then after I listen to them, like. Wow, like I just I'm picturing you behind this the whole time, and like mm -hmm. whereas when you don't know the artist before, it's like yes. you have no concept of that. Yes, and you're entirely you don't have any bias mm -hmm. over whether or not you're gonna like this or not. Sure. Um, which I mean, I, I like I mean I I do I do like a lot of my the music that my friends yes. do make. Same. But yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But it definitely, like, I feel like it's, it is nice when you don't have that bias mm -hmm. and you can just sort of decide, 
you can sort of like have an impression of the music first, and it's, then if you don't like it, you don't have like a, a, an internal like a guilt factor. To right. Yeah. Like, yeah. If it's like, oh, I, like I sorry, I don't like that setup, but I'm honest with them. Like if they do so, it's like I'm not gonna just say it, like it's just because I like the people, and that could be an iffy situation. But they just they'll know if, and I'll admit it. But it's just like I'll still see them. I'll still sort them with the money. If you go to the show, I'll promote the hell out of it. Even if it's not my genre or my taste necessarily, but I like them and I just I know it's good work. It's still mm-hmm. like to me, I'm just like you are doing. It. I'm happy for you. Right. Yeah. I like that fact that you are doing this and you are making that come true. It's just not, you know, what about, right, right. So that's just like a, yeah. a cup of tea, so to speak. Right. Yeah. We all we all got that, and that's that's a big part of like you know us not making a judgment of whether or not it's good but rather it's, not it's, it's for us yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah i'd say that like um, yeah like i i do like to get to know the artist after mm-hmm. i already like listen to the music or see the show yeah. because then what you're saying like it does sort of give like a newfound appreciation or new lens you perceive the music in yes um, which in turn just allows you to take more from it. Um, I definitely, I get that a lot, like, where it's like, oh, that's what this album or this song is about. Like, that puts so much more context to it. I relate to it that much more, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so tell me, yeah, tell me about your birthday show. Uh, birthday show you do every year. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's, it it was, I've only had two thus far that worked out. Um, but, uh, so, um, I occasionally book shows for, like, a hobby and so forth, and I work at a venue, uh, Cooperage. Shout out Cooperage. Um, and I, I worked for Captives for a bit, and I just, I was, it's one of those, like, I've been around all the venues and all the bands for so many years that, like, it's just, like, a general trust that people, like, been wanting me to do stuff for a while. And, and people always want me to, Chris, why are you going to finally make a band? I don't know if I'm really musically inclined, yeah, but I will be, uh... But just, it's one of those, like, they want to see, they want to go, have a reason to go support me, as, or like, and give out, because I've got, done the same for them, they'll say, and it's like, I used to do theater, and I don't even do that that much anymore, but, um, with the birthday shows came around, because it's like, that I was, used to be, I was not the person, I was like, oh, your whole month's your birthday, and I was like, the day of their birthday is like, the day you should celebrate, because I don't, uh, not a big fan of attention. Um, sure. I, I love to just over, um, compliment and praise other people. Profusely, that's why it took a. There's a, a walking record article which ties into the spirit of the Sure, yeah. It was de- I was asked for a pretty long time it, 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 to have it, and I just. Tyler Voss got out of he did He sold me on doing that interview in a very interesting way because he did it not how it would affect me, but how it would promote the show and the band. More people were likely to sure, yeah. and give the money, fans the money. I was like, well, it's, it's going to affect them better. Like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, I go. Right. And there was an idiot died one that was um, Justin Barney Mackenzie Thatcher wrote, uh, <laughs> wrote uh, many years ago that I didn't um, really know about it because they wanted. Uh, it seemed to want to interview me for a while. They're good friends and some people I loved most of my life. Uh, but it just, it was always like, this person is how I should have the more attention, highlight this. Like, I'm nothing compared to these people who are truly even like, that much more supportive and angels. And instead, uh, they wrote me as um, an inspiration. I was, the, I was the inspiration for the title. The thing was called Appreciate the Appreciator. And then I was name dropping a ridiculous amount of times the article, oh, wow. but it's really sweet. It was the idea of um, the person on the screen, the person on the stage, 
uh, playing on the instruments, whatever, is metaphorically and literally in the lamplight, and you're in the dark as the audience matter, but they won't be who they, they can't be who they are without the people who go to see them. And it's like you don't go to the show just to you know promote your new jacket or whatever, or like show off, like you know the bartender. You go there just for the love of the art and what led them to that moment. So it's like the person on stage can't be truly who they are necessarily without people who see that yeah. go see them and you know wait in line five hours to get a glimpse of them and have to go to work in ten minutes afterwards or no sleep but and spend their last ten bucks or whatever to stick it's just like who sacrificed that much to see that and like that is a true thing I believe too it's like you it's you have to have both parties to make each other work yeah no good show you can't be forward really so it's like right, um, yeah. so with the birthday shows it was um, I just really thought that would be the best ultimately way to do it was uh, to celebrate it and I um, I don't have them like my name screwed upon um, the poster board or whatever it's like cross me here and I don't do a speech or anything like that it's just we say it's my birthday bash or celebration whatever and I get uh, I do a four man build because you shouldn't do necessarily over more than four yeah. four is like the the safe the, the safe limit, yeah. you know, unless you're going hours and hours. But um, yeah. uh, the way I do it is I um, I get two groups that people will blindly see, like locals that you know truly have the fan base, love to death. I love to death, but I don't compared to booking a different like a, a show another week. I want my birthday shows to um, not just have a show you can see every week. Like, despite my love of all of the artists and stuff like that, whoever would be on that bill, I want two groups that are like that draw in the crowd and mean the world to me and I've been dying to have on stage. But I also make sure the other two members of uh, bands a part of the show are lesser known or yeah. get them a kickstart yeah. because just, or like, I believe they should be as well known as the others and, yeah. and, and not maybe yeah. got that opportunity and uh, they never think they're going to come out with the album or they barely play it's just like hopefully that would be a springboard for them yeah. if not though like it just I, I, I love them too it's just as the same so it's like um, I'll do it that way and and I'm not necessarily it's just because my show I believe it's truly the, the art, their talent and it's just not discovered yet but ever since then the, the last of no ones from the show is um Definitely have been just slaying and getting more opportunities and more with albums that they never thought they would have out. And just even at the same time, even like my last one was um, Claire Pioneer, um, Valley Lightheart, which is it was actually was also interviewed by you. Um, yeah, right, right. Um, who uh, that was her second ever performance for the public in her wow. music career. She did Litamins and like a midday, if I believe correctly, and then straight into that which wow. was like over 275 show up on a Saturday night with <laughs> big bands yeah, so yeah. it was that but, but then it was like Full Fiction so I love life and uh, Hussey uh, from Madison who was oh, yeah. one of my all time favorites from up there Madison's and slaying it um, and Bobby just like even he got an opportunity out of it and he's like a pretty well known band he hasn't played in town at the time with that group and I believe in a year and a half, which it just, I, it didn't dawn on me because I'm yeah. so used to him in all his groups and just yeah. him as a person. So that was a really special show. But he, even him, like the one that's the most well known, and he's good friends with a lot of more famous bands and went on tours with some great people. Um, he got an opportunity that even too, he opened up for Punchbowl Socials oh, cool. opening night in a 45 minute set, and he's got this extremely like good gig out of it. And Definitely earned his keep on it. And it was like, so like, even like, I helped like him in the wallet, no more, man, so to speak. And I, I just, I truly like the feeling about it. I, um, I 
the, the bands, my friends, uh, the first one I did was uh, No No, uh, Amanda Huff, and uh, Devil's Teeth and King Eye and the Skirts. All my oh, awesome! So, I love all of them. yeah, so that was like so. Devil's Teeth and King Eye and the Skirts were the, at the time maybe the last I know or less yeah. appreciated. And uh, that show was this just it's just really it, every time I've had so both birthday concerts I have. I just fall on the worst day of the week for competition. So the first one, I just love the Dale Stack lineup. My artist brother Dale Novak, um, just my all my, my favorite personal artist. Um, just his work is so amazing. So he does my designs for me, and just the things he comes up with. It's just, wow, I put that at my door all the time. Um, so so it becomes almost like a brother act. Um, and with that show, I. I, I, that lineup, anyone in the right mind would go to, of course. But um, <laughs> the thing of that night, there was a show, really good shows at um, Turner Hall, Peps, Riverside, and Company. Oh, at wow. all, like, just stacked bills. But that, not just that competition I had to face. I had the first Bonnie Bear's ten-year uh, ten anniversary oh, performance man. of From Alma, from front to back. On the Summerfest grounds that day. Oh, wow. So it's like, well, there you go. Half the city's gone. Like, I yeah. get, I want to be there, but I got to do this, you know. And I just, I got to show up to my birthday show. And I just remember that. And it was yeah. wild. And I was extremely more nervous and impatient about the whole thing. And, of course, it just went immaculate. It was, it was such a beautiful show. Everyone took care of each other. There was not one problem. Like, people just made friends through the show that I, like, just didn't, didn't like, I don't know, just the few they ever met, they just both knew me, they came to it, people went to the show, and then months later, I realized, uh, we got a new co-worker, and it's like, oh, I, that was you at the show? Like, that yeah, was the show. yeah. Because, but I didn't make it about me, they just knew the name, right, it was yeah. being thrown around through the bands, and it's like, that just was so gracious, there are people even who left the Bonnier show, to came to my show, like, they That's amazing, part of it. wow. Well, uh, waste of money, too, but it was really easy to do, it meant the world to me, like, even one of my favorite people in the world, um... Uh, Kelly, Kelly Marie Stafford, she, um, her best friend flew her out that day from where she was living in New Orleans to come to me that day and surprise me. Oh and it was just like, it was so much overload and just the sweetest of my heart was just exploded all the entire night. <laughs> and yeah. I cleaned that up. And then towards the end, there was even another weird moment. I was like, so I get, also on my birthday shows, I make the cover slightly under than what necessarily it should be just because the nice vibe and, and the bands are doing for the love of it too. And I remember I went to go pay the bands and I was and I was already just grinned to here, uh, just overjoyed. And I remember I went to go pay the bands and they kept going, what is this? I'm like, and I never paid the band before, so I was like, oh, they're not doing this right, whatever. And they're just like, I go, it's your money. You did a performance, you did a job. I believe you should be paid to your jobs. Like that's, that's the thing. Right, I mean, yeah. that's, um, and then it's like, no, we're all trying to do this pro bono because we just love you. And every band said that, and it was like a group mindset, like everyone I went to try to give the money, they were not about it, and they just wanted to do it for me. So that, but I still made them take the, the dough, because I didn't want it. Um, but, um, yeah. So that was just, like, it just made that even more oh, just heartwarming and explosions. Um, but of course I have a, like a big, I actually have like a poster in my room of all the band names and the checkoffs. Oh, wow. Because I don't want to repeat, I'm trying not to repeat ever what the person shows because yeah. I just wanted to have all the, for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that last one was kind of difficult because I, I, like, I had 12 different groups at times, whether they'd be on it or considering it or so forth, that I, like, tr I've asked many more, but uh, that I truly would, like, was pushing the effort to get them on there, and just scheduling wise, it didn't happen. So the, the, the last show I had was, um, I had the first uh, Saturday Night of Mama Tried with Whips and everyone else, and that was like the show I saw. Like, and there was a show at Anodyne with Amanda and here, here, present show, and that was another insanely good setup. 
and just all sitting there. But you know, I'll go and share it. And uh, it was definitely a hit again. I just, there was a lot of band members went to go see it and noticed mm. that too. And through that, like, there, like Atheist and Airplanes is one of those. And uh, oh, yeah. I've yet to work with them. I We're supposed to work soon. I And uh, I remember they, like, when them, and I'm not necessarily the closest to them. I remember I saw them once. The first time I saw them, I had no clue there, and I just was, I walked out of the room so amazed, and how, and I was like, but then I was like, have they been around for a while? I don't know, have I just like, I was scared of the screen. They rock. And then they I realized they were newer at the time, but just, they had so much stage pressure, and so much songs too, that they could use that time right away, that was my thing, I said right, yeah. and then I geeked out of them to all like, 89's friends and yeah. Cactus friends, and like, then they ended up being on Bill of Cactus with it, like a month, I believe, after that. How did your, uh, hug, uh, show? Oh, the hug show? Um, so that was kind of like, um, so I, I originally booked it, uh, just because I wanted to get, all four are pretty lower, and if you say food chain fans, but I love all to death, and some of them are very new, it's just, and I really just wanted that experience for them, because like, just, it would be the biggest room, except one of them, because she's played in there, uh, want to play, and I, but I was also really nervous because it was supposed to be the Friday, and it's just not just because people are more willing to take a chances on Friday's shows and just how uncomfortably cheap that dark ticket was. Yeah. It just the, the, the day of the hug event actually came Sarah was kind of a jokish because we needed an event page and our guy who's supposed to do a um, flyer for it wasn't he was really busy and didn't get it done in time, so we needed to pay. So I, my friend Jason just made the. The cover page for it, and everyone tends to know me for my hugs and so forth. Um, right, yeah. It's a thing. It uh, is a thing. Um, <laughs> so that, um, so then he just made it about that, and I'm like, oh, we'll change it later. And then people are just like, oh, I love it. That's a brilliant idea. Blah, blah. And then, but I was like, I was like, it was really cool. I was like, appreciation for it, like the idea of it, and like, yeah, I would just hug it and so forth. But then I got nervous still because it's like. But it, it, somebody does know me, and uh, it's just like, oh, I hear the Cooper's is like a cool place to see a show. I'm gonna see a show with them. I like these bands. Who's this random dude who's giving the hugs? That's just weird. Yeah. I want to see a show. So I was nervous about like that I, part of it. I was like, it could poke someone off. But I, um, due to a miss, um, a thing in the books, um, we had to push it. It had to be canceled because there was another thing that day that couldn't be changed. Or. It, it had to be pushed different day. So I bumped it to the next day, and all the bands were more than willing and just sweethearts to do it for that day. But then again, I was first in Beach House, and oh yeah, my audience, the people I know the, with the mutual appreciation, including all the bands there, are big fans of Beach House. Yeah. So we know it's even going to be a lesser turnout. But at the same time, that turnout was just, it, it was good. Everyone got paid, maybe. Um, but just, the, I remember it was almost like a hangout. It felt like a very hangout moment. Because there's like my ch uh, childhood best friend, he brought his entire family there. It was like just, it, it was all so many bright faces of people, I, like me, the world, and me, and people I've never even met. And it's just one of those like, oh, I've always seen the face. And just, it was like a hangout, beautiful vibe time. And that was just what the, the best part out of it. It was just, everyone was so gracious, so enjoyed, and just loved to have that stage time and opportunity. And, but, my biggest intake besides that, and just the vibe and the um, the magic of all everyone's how it was there, was I like to hear people murmur in the audience like, oh, I'd like to get them on this bill, or how about, uh, yeah. I, because in my mind, then I'm like, oh, great, then they're getting more opportunities right. to The doors shine. are open. Yes, yeah. and I like that, I just really want that for them as individuals and artists and their work to just springboard them up. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, uh, or I'm a believer of, I'm give out more of love than you're given. And some of that, and everyone before yourself, necessarily. Yeah. I, uh, 
that, that of course backfires occasionally, but um, right, yeah, it still doesn't hurt me. I don't. I just doesn't dampen your spirit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for the most part. I mean, I, I do. I can't get sad, but contrary to really, but um, I use that as to um, make other people's um, days. Like, totally. If I'm in a dark place, I'd rather put others in light and try to turn them around. Oh, that's 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 very very sweet and Thanks. very humble. Uh, you're a great person to be doing that, and uh, like I hope you know that, like you know, Milwaukee. Like what? Milwaukee and its music scene would not be what it is without someone like you. Thanks. So, I'll take the compliment. Well, I <laughs> really well, thank you. Yeah. But for real though, like we're really happy to have you out here. Like we. All right, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, also, I want to point out that um, you get the struggle that um, like the sacrifices you have to make when <laughs> when so many of those shows are in one night. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, I don't want to like miss the show. I want to be out to support every one of them, but they're across town." Got to run everyone. <laughs> I know. Uh, and yeah, I was you always to think like, "Well, let's see. The Is, Lord I could do this. At yeah. this time I could catch this part of right. the yeah, definitely." Right. <laughs> the priority of like, can I see this band another time? Do they have another show coming uh, up? On the books. Yeah, right. What is the next time? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's still like, it's still rough. I, I always it have to, is. something, it's like the 6 to 7 p.m. battle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before you've gone anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Chris, as we conclude, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. <laughs> keeps me up at night? Um, I don't know, just general like worries about the world and like, uh, I, what truly affects me is when people I like I love and love, mean the world to me, and I when I know they are dealing with difficult situations and and if they're like in another state or another country, just it, I would rather take their baggage than like if I ever had the opportunity to have some magical like chance where anyone I love to care about, I any hardships or struggles they can take in their space in their life and have it thrown on me, so they would never experience that. I would take that in a heartbeat, but that if you don't live in the magical land. Yeah. So it's just, I, I mean, just the struggles of truly good folks in the world that really eats me alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, man, that's, that's so real. Like I, like, I'm like, I'm another very like emotional person and like, I just want to spread a lot of love and beauty and, um, and just support to everyone around me. Like I'm, I'm like a very big, like mm-hmm. I, I believe that people are good and I want to support them and I want them to, you know, go come into their own and whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I, I, I totally know what you mean. Like where you just have so much love and, and belief in somebody mm-hmm. like breaks my heart too. Um, but we're, but like, we're, 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 we, try to do we do what best. we can. Yeah, yes. right? We do what we can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think you and I both, we, you know, we, we try to do God's work. <laughs> so what puts you to sleep, though? Uh, what puts me to sleep is the relief of it, whether I might put a smile on someone's day, uh, face or just to or hear like a, uh, something good that happened to someone I like a lot or the opportunity or like got promoted or gift or just they're in a new relationship, just like when someone, it, heart, someone is experienced such good. I metaphorically return it involved. Like I, I could feel it, and it fills me up with joy. Yeah. Also, I mean, just playing a good album. Yeah, right. Going the yeah. tunes. Yeah. And I guess that also gives me away too, depending on the, how much of the feeling right. out of it is. Right. Well, you you make me smile a lot. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> thank you for yeah. being on the show. Thank you, sir. Yes. Chris Novak, everybody. Thank you for watching Mr. Novak. Or, ah. Mr. Novak. Mr. Novak. <laughs> Mr. Take it over. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Bye. Mr. Nice Guy.